This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I don't think you understand who I'm friends with. They're all harder than me. (laughs) (laughs) That's not hard to do though, is it? So... (laughs) He's getting fucking, he's catching strays tonight. Oh, I'm going to have to be Andrew fucking Detmer for an episode. Oh my God. This That's is absolutely, this is absolutely <laughs> staying in the episode, all of this right now. I'm devastated. <clears throat> City have always been the biggest club in Manchester. Haaland is a bigger club legend than Sergio Aguero and Liverpool are Manchester City's biggest rival. They're the point one of these two guests will be trying to make during today's show. It's Friday the 8th of September and this is the City Report podcast. Oh no, I've done that wrong. (laughs) It's Friday the 8th of September. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Adam Booker. And I'm Lee Bardsley. And this is the City Report podcast does defend the indefensible. Welcome back, listeners, to a brand new show. Before we get into the juicy stuff today, we actually have an announcement to make. So um, it'll be Adam and I talking you through it for the first moment. We've shoved Luke in a little box. He's going to look after himself. We've given him some toys to play with. But, Adam, we are delighted to say at the City Report podcast, as of next week, we will be part of the TalkSport fan network. Now, that sounds big and flashy, and it is big and flashy, but in terms of the actual show listeners, nothing is going to change. Well, tiny bits and bobs, maybe the aesthetics, maybe the the initial introduction to the show, etc., etc. But you will be delighted to know we are staying exactly the same. Five episodes a week during football seasons, not international breaks. Uh, the same contributors, the same guests. All it means is essentially we are now representing the Manchester City well, Football Club and supporters as part of their fan network. They have podcasters from almost every 92 club in the EFL. But Adam, it's kind of exciting and, and we're buzzing um, to get going with it. And I know you are as well. So um, I think it's it's a big step for us and hopefully the listeners will enjoy what we've got to come. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you hit all the, the main points there. The, the most important being that from a listener point of view, nothing changes. Uh, the show will be 
same as it always is Monday through Friday. It'll be in the same feed. You don't have to change anything about how you uh, access the show. And yeah, it's a it's very exciting. Hopefully, it'll open up some new opportunities to to find more blues out there looking for um, this lovely, lovely content we can offer them. Yeah, certainly. Like I said, to reiterate, nothing will change. We'll be in your podcast feed five days a week when it isn't an international break. Of course, the same content, the same contributors. We just might have a TalkSport logo on it, which is fantastic. Um, Okay, then. Now the admin is out the way, we can continue with what we've got planned for today. And I can see two people in front of me whose faces are quivering a little bit because we've got, um, as it's the international break, of course, as I've mentioned, we've got a little bit of a concept episode to run with. It is kind of inspired by BBC Radio 5 Live's Defend the Indefensible. There are obviously other iterations and versions of this style out there as well. But essentially... I've got a statement. I've got two guests in front of me, Adam and Luke. One of those is going to argue for, one of those is going to argue against. Luke, no spoilers, because you have been briefed on the topics, and I don't want to give anything away at this point, but you look terrified. You look absolutely (laughs) terrified that you may never be able to show your face at the Etihad Stadium again because you're going to get cancelled. The worst thing is, this podcast has now gone video. (laughs) <laughs> and so everyone now, I, I, I used to just be an anonymous voice. Uh, no, but someone would maybe see passing in the South Stand and may think, oh, mate, I might recognise his voice. Now everybody can see me, can see exactly <laughs> what I look like. They'll see me in the stand and they'll probably turn me away and never let me come back in again. But I am looking forward to it, weirdly. Mm. Um, I, I am a salesman at heart. I do love to argue my opinion, <laughs> even if I don't believe it. But I feel like I might be quite good at it. So Adam Booker, beware, my friend. Wait until we release your address as well. Then they really will start. <laughs> You've already said where you. I live. You've already said <laughs> yeah, it on the previous episode. True. True. Um, Adam, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gloves off as usual in the international break. We we love to sort of leave behind well, maybe we never had it, but that those professional credentials we have. We analyze the games, we go deep diving into tactical issues. That's all left behind. We are completely off the rails for the next what, thirty minutes or so? Well, you've got to do something to get through the malaise of the international break, especially when you're American. You know, I I don't know if I can stomach us playing Cuba seven more times in an international window. So we've got to do something to uh, to entertain the, the the good people out there. Indeed, indeed, and hopefully this is somewhat entertaining. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it because I'm not having to put my name to any of these opinions. So, uh, shock, absolute uh, shock. Hey, City Report podcast do a controversial episode, and Amos is the host. Let me hear your shocks, everybody. Look, like I said, I'll release your address, so just be careful. <laughs> um, right, okay, this this is how it's going to work. Basically, I'm going to be master of ceremonies. I'm going to judge both persons' argument. The kind of got it's got it's going to give it away when one of the topics is released, but there is a right and a wrong answer. That doesn't matter. I'm purely judging the debate credentials of guest one and guest two. Here is round one, and I'll reveal who's arguing for and who's arguing against shortly. Manchester City are the biggest club and always have been the biggest club in Manchester. Now, Luke, you're going to argue against. Adam, you're going to argue for Luke. As you've got the, <laughs> I can already see, I can already <laughs> see a shake of the head, and 
quite frankly, it's hilarious. Luke, as you've got the harder task, I'm going to let you sit out for the first round. Adam, you're going to take it first. There are 30 seconds on the clock, a strict time limit. We don't want to be going over. So um, just a moment to compose yourself, Adam. You're going to tell me why Manchester City are, and crucially, have always been the biggest club in Manchester. Off you go. Let me tell you why City are and always have been the biggest club in Manchester. And for a start, it's because the topic is in Manchester. If this was in, I don't know, Nepal, uh, Copenhagen, Lagos, Nigeria, then maybe we'd be having a different conversation here. But people from the great city of Manchester are blues. You got have to go all the way back to to the early days of the club when they were setting attendance records with 80,000 plus fans. And now all the way to this current day they're winning trebles winning title after title and absolutely casting a shadow over united not bad not bad a little rusty around the edges there you got to nepal and then just forgot about basically 220 other countries on in, in, in on planet earth um, so shout out I only, nepal. I only had 30 seconds all right <laughs> Um, okay, so it's a good start. It's a good start. I'm sure a lot of listeners are agreeing with what you've said there. Um, <laughs> Luke, you've got 30 seconds to respond and tell us why Manchester City are not and have never been the biggest club in Manchester. Unfortunately, I am going to have to big up um, a certain team here, but with Man United, they have got the history behind them, I suppose. They've won more league titles. They have got a bigger fan base internationally. I'm hating my life right now. Um, I'd like to give Adam Booker the win. But uh, the league titles do kind of play into it. I'm proud to be a City fan, but you do need to admit that United are a bigger club in the terms of the history, in terms of the fan base, in terms of the playing personnel in previous years as well. They are technically a bigger club. Oh, I've never seen a man enjoy top, something Top less. red. Top red. <laughs> so, um, I actually now know the producer for the United stand as well. So, I might be on there next week. <laughs> oh. Can we get a United? <laughs> Clip oh that up. Clip God. that up. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no. Get that on the sc- the big screen at the Etihad at halftime for the Nottingham Forest game in a couple of weeks. Um, right, okay. Luke, I, I, do you know what it was given? Do you know when... Um, I'm like in, in primary school and, and what would that be? Elementary school for American listeners and, and, and across the world. Do you know when a, a kid gets told off and they have to apologise to the teacher and they're like, yes, I am very sorry. I did not mean to shove that crayon up my friend's nose. That's the sort of energy you were providing to this. So, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty simple uh, point to be given to Adam. But I have to say, your commitment to not wanting to provide any form of enthusiasm was something to behold. I didn't want to be disowned by my dad. <laughs> my dad, I'm, my, I'm, I'm never telling him to listen to this episode ever because he's going to hunt me down. Oh, mate, this is, just good. this is going to be... I've just ruined my life in group chats right now. Oh, no. All for the content. Ooh. Please like and subscribe and follow on Spotify. Please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if if it's if we've ever deserved a follow, it's after that. Um, right, okay then. So Adam does take the lead, and and I said three rounds at the start. This is just too good. I might have to introduce a couple more because I am living off it. I am absolutely living off it. Um, Adam, you then you, you you get to take the the quote unquote harder 
um, response to this. And, and round two is Erling Haaland is already a bigger club legend than Sergio Aguero. So you're going to be voting, or so you're going to be arguing in case of Haaland being the bigger legend. Luke, you can take a breather. You've got the history, the 10-year spell of Sergio Aguero and all of his goals behind him. Luke, you're going to go first this time. Adams, I can see him scrambling away on transfer market and footmob looking for some stats. Luke, I want you to tell me why Erling Haaland is not a bigger club legend than Sergio Aguero. I don't need any stats. I don't need any pre-recorded stuff. I don't need any anything what Adam Booker is currently typing up. All I'm going to say is Sergio Aguero was capable and produced the biggest moment in Premier League history with the 93-20. He is a permanent club legend and personally no one else is going to eclipse him. If He's, he's probably one of the most iconic Premier League strikers, if not strikers in world football and all time. And he is the biggest name to ever play for Manchester City, producing the biggest moment ever. That's all we need to know. Boom, straight on 30 seconds as well. Good stuff, good stuff. I can see a smile returning to your face. That's what I love to Oh, this is great. I love this. <laughs> this is fantastic. Um, okay, then 30 seconds has been for Luke. Adam, you've got 30 seconds on the clock as well. I want you to tell me, please, why Erling Haaland, having been at Manchester City for, what, 12 months, 13 months, is a bigger club legend than record goal scorer Sergio Aguero? Well, leave it to the top red Luke Bardsley to be stuck in the past. But here I am, like a, like a normal blue, in the future and in the present. And look, with, with Erling Holland, he's the striker that led this team to its treble, just the second club ever to do that. Sergio Aguero, just the 184, measly 184 goals in the Premier League. Should Erling Holland continue on this trajectory, he will double that in the same amount of time. Now that is legendary. And he didn't even need the full 30 seconds. Um, there's a joke in there somewhere, I guess, but I'm not I'm not prepared to make it and not on today's show. Um okay, yeah, it was it was good. It was good, obviously. Haaland doing what Aguero couldn't in bringing the Champions League to Manchester City, but you could argue was that his legacy or was it the whole team in general? I mean, I'm gonna have to give it to Luke. I'm gonna have to give it to Luke. He he, he bounced back. He, um, I can see. Were you try uh, the, the connection's going a bit dodgy? Then were you trying to flutter your eyebrows at me, or was that a, a look of shock, Adam? It was a look of confusion. <laughs> confusion. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a glare for now. I, I do feel like though, maybe one more Champions League title, maybe the tide will turn. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Um, but yeah, interesting start. Um, like I said. I want to. I'm going to add a few more rounds in here. This is this is fantastic, and I can just see the TikTok views um, climbing up and up and up with every single public embarrassment that follows. So, um, Adam, you're going to tell me why the Etihad Stadium has the worst atmosphere in the Premier League. Luke, you're going to tell me why it doesn't. Adam, you're going first. Tell me why the Etihad Stadium has the worst atmosphere out of all 20 Premier League clubs. 30 seconds on the clock. Go. Well, this is simple. I mean, we simply never fill it. Uh, the fans <laughs> leave at, at the 85th minute, no matter what no matter what the score is. Um, when you were a fan base that didn't exist pre-2008 and you supported Chelsea and United and Liverpool <laughs> up until then, um, you just can't get up for the games in person like you once did at Anfield and Old Trafford and Sanford Bridge. Um, 
Listen, I've been to the Vitality Stadium. I know just how hot it gets there. Um, and <laughs> let's put it this way. The Etihad Stadium is no Vitality. Oh, <laughs> the Etihad Stadium is no Vitality. Um, that is that is one of the best lines we've ever had on this show to, to, to start it off completely. Um, oh, God, I need a moment to compose myself. I don't know about you, Luke, but you've got, you've got some arguing to do. Um, I mean... The, the odds-on favourite for this one, it has to be said. The Etihad Stadium is not the worst atmosphere in the Premier League. Can you tell me why? If any, anyone who's actually entered a South Stand or a Kipax know that it's bouncing from moment one. I'm just going to reel off a few games from last year and I want people to go back and watch them. Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Manchester United, Arsenal home. All games were bouncing from moment one. I mean, we had a Brazilian singer in the concourse on Saturday. If you want a video, message me on Twitter. We are electric at the moment. We're working class fans, all with one goal to see Man City win. And we will sing our hearts out for it. Oh, talk us through the Brazilian dancer because I've seen the video. Oh, and I, oh God, first name basis as I, well. I, it's, it's, it's a name. <laughs> like, it's, it's so, it's story time for people who, who probably didn't see behind the scenes. So, in the South Stand, we had an announcement come on. Usually, we have a DJ playing with music and everyone's singing along. We had an announcement saying, please, can you welcome Adama? So, we thought it was all going to be on the pitch and there was going to be a Brazilian singer out there. No. The Brazilian singer was walking through. She looked a bit like Rachel Adadeji, if you remember from the X Factor a few years ago. That is she, that is very it's niche. It's niche. <laughs> niche. She had a massive afro, she had a city shirt on, and she was belting out one of her tunes. She was going through the whole city crowd. Everybody was on the tables, dancing away. It was since at one point everyone just stopped and started chanting City at her. She joined in. Don't think she could speak a lot of English, but she was having a great time. It was unreal. That is that is truly sensational. Um, like I said, we, we will get that video out there because it was fantastic. Um, I'm surprised that that Luke had much to say about the Etihad atmosphere because doesn't he only come once a season and sit in the away end? <laughs> Adam, I suppose your I suppose your uh, Red Devils have been on the end of some drubbing, so you would think it's a big atmosphere there. Uh, down, yeah, boy, down. <laughs> hey, yeah, you, 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 you're doing that far too regularly for my liking. Maybe, maybe we have un- uncovered a closet, Red. Um, right, okay, then. Let, let, let's. I've got to try and remember because I'm, I'm thinking about Adama uh, <laughs> jiggling away. Um, okay, then. So the Etihad Stadium is not the biggest atmosphere. I mean, we know it's not. We know the Etihad is bouncing from minute one of every game. I have to say, though, I, I found Luke's debating skills quite persuasive then i can see why you sell insurance to people because i was really starting to i was going i was nodding along adam it was a good effort um i have to say but i I guess you hate the etihad anyway so that was probably dead easy for you to do i do yeah i do i also hate the etihad as well i think it's a shocking stadium atmosphere is great stadium's awful that's interesting because i think aesthetically it's a great stadium. It could do with a few more pubs around it. I think that's the only change I'd yeah. make. And obviously that's gonna that might change with with the Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The Etihad Stadium really is wonderful at this time of the season. And the same goes for McDelivery. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. 
at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com new um additions i think it's a personal problem for me same same with here in the u.s i prefer going away from home yeah it's just a bit a bit angrier a bit moodier and I'm an angry and moody person, so <laughs> preach. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, Luke, you take the point. And you'll be delighted to know. Um, that gives you a 2-1 lead as well. We'll have a couple more after the break. So stay exactly where you are as Adam and Luke continue to defend the indefensible. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. Obviously, at the end of this week, you'd have noticed we've only been doing three episodes throughout the week. Please go back and listen to them. On Monday, we released our Fulham review. On Wednesday, we had a listener question special with the great guys over at Noisy Neighbours podcast. And today, we've got Adam and Luke humiliating themselves on, um, I was going to say national radio then. It's not quite national radio, global radio to a degree. Um, Right, Caelan, let's continue with a couple more. Um, My next... My next... uh, topic my my next statement is is a, a fairly you know it it could swing either way so this is where we may see the the tightest tie in terms of the debate skills but it is kevin de bruyne has eclipsed david silver's legacy at manchester city now i'm gonna say adam you're arguing for luke you're arguing against so who went first last time? Was it was it you, Adam? Yeah. Luke, you're going to go first. You're going to tell me why David Silva still has the bigger legacy. That's an important word, remember, when, you, when you're bringing it into account. A bigger legacy at the club than Kevin De Bruyne. I mean, Kevin De Bruyne came into a winning team that was already the best team in England, whereas David Silva built us up from foundations he is he's capable of probably the greatest assist ever in Premier League history in the 6-1. He has won countless titles. He's carried us to countless titles as well. And Merlin's got a magic left foot who was there for some of the best moments in City history. You've got 10 more seconds. Keep going. He's just fantastic and I love the man. Please have my kids. I love you. <laughs> All in the sprightly time of 25 seconds as well. Again, another joke to be made there, especially when you're speaking about <laughs> uh, what you were speaking about. Um, okay, yes, yeah, solid, solid. I did I did like the, the aspect of Kevin De Bruyne walking into a winning team. However, I think he made his City debut in a defeat at home against West Ham. So... I mean, there you go. Uh, it tells you, it tells you everything. That that was the game that infamous Jesus Navas cross video spawned from, where he's he's down mm-hmm. in the in, in the right hand side of the, the family stand and clears it. I think it is to basically the halfway line. Um, another one we'll have to dig out. But um, Adam, your turn is up now. You're going to tell me why Kevin De Bruyne has the biggest legacy, obviously still playing, of course, um, than David Silva, who left. What is it now? Three years ago? Um, I don't know. Thirty seconds. Anyway, off we go. Well, we'll start with the 96 goals, 153 assists in his time so far at the club. And and you talk about carrying a team to a title. Some of those goals, he had three goals in two games against Arsenal last season. He had the four-goal game away to Wolves to spark City's title title win the year before. Um, the only thing going against Kevin De Bruyne and legacies right now is the fact that he's still playing. But But mark my words, the day he retires, he will have the biggest and best legacy of any City player of all time. 
boom that to be, straight away that is the best one we've had so far today that sweeps the point and levels things up at 2-2 that was that was clean cut i mean he didn't need to be told to continue um he, he mastered it on the 32nd mark and yeah and, and to be honest this is this may be controversial i actually do think the Bruyne's got the biggest legacy. So do I. You, That's you why I was well, a bit like, yeah, I kind of paused a bit 20 yeah, seconds. Yeah, because I? I think David David Silva, uh, he, he was, I don't feel like he transformed the club in the same way of Vincent Company or Aguero did. Talent-wise, and, and that's why I made the dif- uh, dif- differential, um, perhaps maybe. I, I don't know if you saw Adam this uh, this week on the Brazilian shirt name podcast, he tweeted out which four players, past or present, would make it into a your club's Mount Rushmore. And I think... Most uh, most people were saying Colin Bell, Vincent Company, uh, David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, and Aguero. Obviously, that's five, but four from those. Is, is there anyone you reckon probably squeezes in instead of that? Um, I would probably go De Bruyne over Silva, and then have Bell, Company, and Aguero. Yeah, my four definitely come from that list. It would be Bell, Aguero, Company, De Bruyne, and David Silva's. Maybe we can put his face on like the mountain range next door. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit smaller, but he he, he still well, deserves to be on a mountain. It'd be you know to to scale if it was the case if he was if he was just a, a tiny bit shorter than the rest of those guys. Um, Luke, you you made the argument because we had this chat off air, but you made the argument that you reckon all four would probably come from the quote unquote modern era. Yeah, agreed. I mean, we, we're kind of guessing on Colin Bell. I I, I know Colin Bell based on kind of like my you know you know Colin Bell. Well, well, no, but that's all you know about him. Like we've yeah. seen a few clips, but we, we don't actually really know a lot about him. We're just kind of guessing based on what other people have said. In the modern era, them four are easily on there, closely followed by Fabian Delph and John Stones. In my opinion. <laughs> Um, cool heroes Yorkshire's finest Yorkshire's finest of course um, but I think modern era I don't think there's an argument to be made about anyone else apart from them four they are the icons of if not Premier League football with Man City really mm. yeah yeah um, Kyle Walker Fabian Delft John Stones the three best things to ever come out of Yorkshire and as a Lancashire cricket fan I am I'm sticking by that completely <laughs> uh, Yorkshire tea as well um, the best the best tea bag in England um, oh, so true so true the best tea bag in England was the 6-1 at Old Trafford in 2012 right okay so uh, going back to it that levels it at to, to like I said, the handbrake comes off in the international break. It's like um, mums in the half term when they go out for a glass of wine together. Um, okay, then we, we've got one more topic. <laughs> if it, that is, I mean, I've, I don't know if you're laughing at. That's a totally legitimate. I don't even know what a half term is. <laughs> yeah, true. I don't even know what half term is. You sound like a Yorkshireman yourself, then. Um, anyway, get back to it, guys. Jeez, um, we've. You're going to have to get back to it because you're going to have to apply some absolute... Uh, well, one person is going to have to apply some mental fortitude to answer the next question. And the statement is, Liverpool is a bigger match to City in the modern era than the Manchester derby versus United. Adam, you're going to argue against, which means Luke Barsley. You're going to tell me, not just yet, but in a moment, why... Liverpool is a bigger game than Manchester United. Now, I know for a fact that some people listening to this will agree. I do not, but that doesn't matter. Adam, you've got 30 seconds on your clock 
to tell me why Liverpool is not a bigger game than Manchester United for City. Three, two, one, off we go. Well, you have the the future, past and present with this rivalry, and, and the answer is in the name, isn't it? Manchester, you know, it's it's the local rival from just outside the city. You only have to go back to Fergie and Mancini nearly coming to fisticuffs on the sideline, the Aguero goal, the coins thrown at Rio after the 3-2 at the Etihad. It is the biggest rivalry in the northwest of England, and it will be until football ceases to exist. Bosh. Um, solid. Solid. Obviously, you've had plenty to work with there. Um, Luke, just a little pre-intro. Um, how are you feeling? One word. No comment, officer. Have you just shat yourself? <laughs> I, feel like, I, I feel like I might be, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just okay. going to channel my, my inner Andrew Detmer, and I feel like I'm going to blow Careful. up out of the water. Yeah, yeah, well, you need, um, a, you need a seriously large battery pack to become Andrew Detmer. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Detmer is, has famously gone on record to say that Liverpool is a bigger game to City, so um, and he is a lawyer as well, so make of that what you will. But Luke, you've got 30 seconds. I want you to tell me why Liverpool is a bigger game to Manchester City in their season than the Manchester derby against United. Off you go. We might as well talk about a relevant football club and let's talk about Liverpool Football Club. I mean, they've literally ran us to um, to the end of the season time and time again over in recent years. Um, they have just a far superior squad, far superior stadium, far superior fans to Man United. Man United are irrelevant. They're nowhere near us and they won't be for the next 25 years. Let's stop thinking about them. He's just trying to make up for round one at this point. He's trying to convince his friends to let him back into the South Stand. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. How did that make you feel, Luke? Um, I had some decent points, I thought. You spun it in a way that only you could, so I think that was perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All, all I'm going to say is just click the United to that run, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> So, um, like I said, it is purely based on the debating skills as as to where the point goes. Look, you didn't actually tell me what I wanted to hear, though. You didn't actually say Liverpool is a bigger game than Manchester United for Manchester City. So I'll give you like an extra four seconds to slip that in if you want. So sorry, the line just broke up ever so slightly. We're going to have to move on. We, we, we've not we've not got time today. Um, thank you, Amos. <laughs> the listeners wouldn't have noticed, but it is very believable because Luke just got so heated in the last rant that he punched his headphones out of his computer. So him actually cutting off the line is very believable. We had to have hey, a two- you, bank. <laughs> we had to have a two-minute break whilst he reset up after demolishing his entire his entire computer <laughs> mic and headphone setup. Um, I mean, the office elect to win the point. Just just say the words. Liverpool is a bigger game than Manchester United for City. Um, <laughs> Liverpool is a bigger game than Manchester United for Manchester City. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> That's all, folks.
This was meant to be a safe space. This was there's meant gonna, to be a there's safe there's space. There's no safe space in which really a man who is an insurance salesman bullied. posing as a lawyer is existing in. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Um, I mean, that was purely for my enjoyment only, that last question. And, and and I tell you what, you can have the pity point. You can take yeah. it. Just, just for that, just for that. Because it, it, takes, it takes a bold man to sit there and say that. I mean... It's interesting, isn't it, Adam? Obviously, you don't agree, but there, there are genuinely, and and this is completely fair enough. I'm I'm not here to judge Luke very much differently, um, by the way. But there are people who who have grown up with City versus Liverpool, and and there are people in Manchester who think this as well. By the way, who have grown up with City versus Liverpool as the game for Manchester City. Like, for example, if you, if you started watching City at say like six, seven, eight years old um, in this country, let alone across the world. That is the biggest game you'd have known for about four years. They, those kids are now in their teenagers. So it's interesting, isn't it, that we've, and I know you are as well, grew up with the, the Manchester Derby being the game for City fans at a time when they were not particularly good. That is what mattered in a season to now having, not really having the same relevance. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what people say in the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I think coming at it from an American point of view, when I talk to other American City fans that agree with the idea that Liverpool is the biggest the bigger game. I think it's a philosophical discussion about the way we view the sport of football. And mm-hmm. I'd say the three of us here view it in a very um the idea of going to support your local team and not actually caring what happens on the pitch. What happens on the pitches is almost the least important thing. That's that's the way we view football. Um then United is the bigger game in that sense because it's the local pride and mm. and being in their shadow for all the years and all that kind of stuff. But then if you view football from ju- as just 22 dudes kicking a ball and that's the most important thing, then the Liverpool game is the most important fixture in the last six, seven years. Um, so I understand both points. I think it's just all about how you view the game, essentially. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, it crops up, doesn't it, Luke, when... Um, like. The, the last weekend, for example, when United were playing Arsenal, Arsenal obviously being City's closest title rival last season and looking like they're going to have a good season this year. People saying they want Arsenal to win. Um, so people saying they want United to win because it takes points off Arsenal. But me personally, even when in those title races against Liverpool, I think there's a spell of two or three years where United played Liverpool in the last five games of the season. I would n- I could never bring myself to support United. Or at least, well, I mean, maybe you can because you told us at the start that the biggest club in Manchester. But um, personally speaking, I don't think I could ever have done that. No, I agree. I mean, people who grew up in the early to late 2000s in primary school and high school Mm. knew our pain. We were watching a team batter us and a team win everything over and over again. Whereas we sported a very, very small side who struggled and our highlight was watching us beat Man United. Like the, the, my most favourite, my most favourite games, my, my, my favourite game in the Etihad, without shadow doubt, is last season six three four nil at half time. It was oh my god, me and my mates in the in the concourse had an unbelievable time. <laughs> I don't think I went down until sixty minutes. It was that good. It was yeah. unbelievable. And just just talking about like memories, like. Ben Jarni scoring at Old Trafford that day where everyone expects us to get pumped 6-0, we won. And it's just mm. it was just special moments from my childhood. So I understand the point of if you have started watching City recently, Liverpool is probably a bigger game if you're looking at it. 
from that philosophical way. But I look at Man City with an emotional standpoint. My dad taught me from a very young age, you beat United, your season is fantastic. If mm. you lose to United, your season isn't. And I stand by it. The uh, the Benjani game was the first English football game I ever watched. That's how I became a City fan. You oh, probably didn't know that, Luke. Well. I know Amos knew that, but... Mm-hmm. I love the kit from that game as well, because it was the... Um, 1950s uh, remake, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was the 50-year anniversary of the um, Munich air disaster as well, so there was no um, no sponsors on the kits and stuff. No. Mm. Yeah, it Beautiful was kit. Yeah, it was, it was class. And, and I mean, I, I, you mentioned if you started supporting City recently, I, I think, I don't even think there's, well, I know there are some people who would think that, but I think there are some people who even think that is uh, that Liverpool or whoever X title rival is is the biggest game, even though they didn't support, even though they supported City for a while. God, that was mouthful. But um, I, it just completely depends on what your your sort of your focus is for football. And I guess that's gone from a, a very unruly first half or first two thirds of the podcast to quite a nice emotional, uh, philosophical, ther- therapeutic end to it. But um, Luke, I'll, I'll let you get off because I know you you recording with the United stand in um, in in ten minutes time, so you can you can head over to Stratford and um, and hopefully you can give give big old uh, Mike Mike Goldbridge away from us. Yeah, th- th- thanks for dipping into the city side for once. Yeah, I appreciate you, mate. I. I have no further comments. I feel like I've ruined my <laughs> life the last half an hour, but all for your entertainment viewers, so thank you very much. When your season ticket isn't working for the Nottingham Forest game because it's been cancelled by the club, don't don't come running to us. Um, <laughs> Adam, your, your, your uh, what would you call it? Your, your integrity is still intact, I guess, just about, well, this episode at least. I don't know. I had much before to keep intact, but what little <laughs> I did have left, yeah, it's still intact. Yeah, you'll be allowed back. Um, listeners, I hope you enjoyed it. Let us know which, if there's any of those topics you'd have actually argued for or against uh, the co- controversial side. We'll do one more of these, maybe before football returns, if not the next international break. There's plenty coming up, so we'll um, we'll, we'll humiliate a few more contributors. It's, it's, what, it's what I enjoy best about this show, I have to say. Um, until next time then, please hit follow, please hit subscribe. We'll see you later. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.